Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. I know it's been a while since I posted. I have been doing a lot of work for the After the Last Sale Foundation, and sometimes I feel like I'm a little in over my head, but um, it's kind of made it hard to juggle so many things in my life, and I really miss my microphone and hate that a lot of times I'm just too exhausted to get up and record. Um, also make a lot of phone calls. So I've gotten to the point where I'm like, eh, I don't feel like talking. But um, I am happy to say that last month it marked the two year anniversary since I started the Unbroken podcast. And it has been an amazing and fulfilling journey a lot of ups a lot of downs and so many things in between but on the 15th i was so mentally exhausted i did not have the energy to come and record though i really wanted to but i just thought about everything that has happened in the past two years and since I started to share my story, um, as most of you know that had followed me over here from TikTok, that's where it all began about three years ago. Next month, actually, I think was the first video that I'd ever posted saying anything about my story. And... And then it was about a year ago that I, or two years ago, sorry, that I started this podcast and just watching it grow. And it's just something I, I don't really know how to put into words. It's been amazing that my story is being heard, but not because I need people to know what happened to me. It's people are hearing what sex trafficking actually is. And I've had survivors reach out to me of all kinds of trauma that have talked about how alone they felt before they found my TikTok or my podcast. And hearing my story has made them not feel alone. And those messages mean so much because that's why I started and why I continue to do my podcast and even why I opened up my foundation because I want survivors to know that they aren't alone. None of us are. There is someone out there that understands everything that you're going through. I may not be able to talk with every single survivor in this world. There's just so many. But if I can reach just a few that feel less alone, it makes everything worth it. Sharing my story has been very difficult for me. And it has been a lot of emotions, memories coming forward, a lot of different things and um, I've been starting recently to finally admit to myself how difficult it has actually been in sharing my story. I just, I never really sat down, I think, and thought about it. Um, it's, 
It is hard. And I know a lot of people may hear some of the episodes and think, you know, it might be easy, um, but it's not. (laughs) None of it is. And I've been working with my therapist about a lot of it and learning about the triggers that I have that trigger PTSD flashbacks or panic attacks and things like that. And I'm really starting to work on what these triggers are and what caused them to be triggers, I guess, Um, which is hard work and very mentally exhausting. But I've come a long way, and I don't want to take hope away from anyone because there is hope. There is life on the other side. But it's – I kind of threw myself in sharing my story on TikTok many, many years ago and then coming to the podcast, just the adrenaline going, being so excited about it, starting the foundation, and I never really – took that step to think about how it was affecting me and I've talked in previous episodes about how you know I've had to take myself away from certain things and take that step back but I don't think I did enough but I have over the past few weeks been digging deeper and deeper (sighs) trafficking is absolutely horrible And sometimes I get this weird feeling that I didn't actually survive. And I can think of so many things that had happened during my time of trafficking where I kind of sometimes I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I didn't actually survive that. I wonder if that was the day that I died. It's a very weird feeling. And... It's kind of weird to talk about. I feel like it makes me sound like the craziest person. Though my therapist, surprisingly enough, makes me feel like I'm not. But I think there's still a part of me that wants to go back, you know, before I even knew what it was called. And I had talked about before how I had found a woman's blog and that was kind of how I knew that it was called trafficking. I remembered what happened. I knew some of the stuff. I just, I didn't have a word for it. And when I finally had a word and a name to put in front of all of it was the start of my journey. And sometimes I wish I could go back and not know or not remember so many times I think I sit and think that because surviving isn't easy and it's very lonely I struggle with friendships I struggle with people being nice to me I always feel like they have an ulterior motive um I struggle with a lot and it's very common among survivors but I think the hardest thing that I struggle with is trust. It is very hard to trust someone. I mean, how could I? The people that were supposed to love me and the people I was supposed to be able to trust more than anything in this world 
my parents, they were the ones that did the most horrible thing to me. And probably the worst thing in my life that I'm ever going to experience. So I do struggle trusting people and I need to work on that. But um, I've been in a funk. I've been kind of isolating myself. Not, Not so much in I was depressed, but just I needed to be away from society to get my thoughts straight kind of. Like a staycation, I guess. I've heard that term before. I don't think I ever fully understood it, but I think that's what I've been doing the past few weeks. I've just not been talking to anyone, watching movies, hanging out, doing whatever. And it has, it's helped a lot. It's made me feel more at peace, made me figure out a lot of things, but I'm I'm doing a little bit better, but... I'm still still kind of in survival mode, still stuck in fight or flight, and I wish it would end. And it feels like every time it's about to end, something happens. So this morning, I wake up and open up Twitter just to check what's trending. Um, it's like my newspaper, I guess. <laughs> and... Um, being off TikTok, I've, I just kind of use Twitter now, but saw that Allison Mack has been released early from her sentencing and she was charged with, uh, sex trafficking and a couple other things. And she only served two years and was released early from a three year sentence and I just, I just kept thinking she branded her victims, like branded them with a soldering iron. And that's permanent. That is going to be there for the rest of their lives. And she did two years. Why are traffickers sentencing for jail, like their punishment? Why is it outliving what the victim has to go through. I mean, I've been gone a couple months shy of 14 years, and I still struggle. Like I talked about earlier, I've been kind of doing a lot of things to heal myself that I didn't realize I had never healed over the past almost 14 years. And I mean, I still get scared to leave my house I mean I got a phone call today that was a wrong number and went into panic mode wondering how did this person get my number I mean clearly they just dialed the wrong number I've done it a thousand times um I'm still experiencing that and it's like they're living their life free they're doing what they're doing and not giving a shit about what they did to me, but here I am so many years later and the effects are still happening. And as everyone knows, I cannot press charges against my parents because of the statute of limitations. And, um, but if I had, they would have, I mean, if I had done it the day I left, if I had known everything 
and had pressed charges back then, they'd probably be out of prison by now. Probably would have been out of prison for close to 10 years. So how is that fair? Like, how is that fair to anybody of any kind of crime that the perpetrator does less time than the effects of the crime that they committed against a person? And I wish it would change. I wish people would start to see it through victims' eyes instead of just through whatever eyes they're looking through. God, I don't even know what they are. Um, And I wish we were having that conversation. But instead, people are having conversations. I guess the whole zip tie thing came up again. Um, There was a woman on a plane and... I think it was a shapeshifter in one video, um, a reptilian in another. It's They're not having the conversations that are going to make the change that we need made. And I went yesterday with my family to go see The Sound of Freedom. A lot of people I know went to see it. And honestly, like... I made sure that people saw it before I even bought my tickets to make sure that it was not going to be filled with crazy conspiracy theories that were just going to drive me crazy. Um, Because I was scared. Because it seems like everything with trafficking comes with these crazy conspiracy theories that there aren't any proof of that no survivors have come forward and said that they've experienced or witnessed, that it's always, oh, I heard it from someone I really trust. Well, I really trusted my parents, and they told me it was completely normal to be sold for sex, so, I mean, how much? (laughs) You know, Um, but I'm glad I went. It was absolutely amazing. And I know there's some controversy over the actor that played Tim Ballard. I know there's controversy over Tim Ballard. I do not want to make a comment on that because it's, it's right now, true or not, it's noise that is taking away from the message that this movie sends out. And it's, it was portrayed beautifully and I, my husband saw that movie in a different way than I saw it. I saw it through the victim's eyes. He saw it through Tim Ballard's eyes. And having those different perspectives was good, but we need to talk about the perspective from the victims as well. And we can't just listen to the bullshit people that are on Twitter or TikTok that just kind of want to get clout off of this movie, which, oh God, it's just, it's obnoxious that people do that. But, you know, it is what it is. We've learned very much over the years that people will say and do anything for clout. But at the end, um, they talk about the 2 million children in this world that are currently being trafficked. Each and every one has a story, and while many have similarities, some of them are so different, what happens in other countries doesn't always happen in the United States, and the way that people are taken into trafficking, um, 
I don't want to say too much about the movie because I really want to urge all of my listeners to go and see it um, because it is it is very good, very very good. But um, I just hope that it's not it's not the end of a conversation. And I am heartbroken reading tweets where people are calling it a conservative right-wing conspiracy theory movie. It definitely is not that, not even in the slightest. I was scared there was going to be references to conspiracy theories, and there wasn't any. Um, But it was the raw truth, and it, it will leave you speechless. That... That theater was just as silent as the day that I shared my story for the first time to um, at an event for the local anti-trafficking organization. But it's it's very powerful. I urge everyone to see it. I just I think it wasn't enough about what's happening here in America to get people here in America to wake up and see what's happening sometimes directly in front of their faces. But I think it's a good conversation starter. It's, I think it's going to start to make waves that need to be made. But anyways, I know I'm kind of all over the place. I, um, I just haven't been the same since I watched that movie. There were things that came up, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, like not quite memories that I didn't remember, like repressed memories, but there were things in the movie that reminded me of things in my past that I'm just kind of trying to sort out because it could be nothing, but it could be something. There's a lot of things that I thought were normal that were very much not. So I'm still recovering and it's been, yeah, probably about 24 hours since I walked out of the movie theater. But um, I hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. I did not get to see fireworks because we had some pretty bad storms come in. So it sucked, but it was also cool to have storms. And I did find out that, like, my neighbors, and I don't mean, like, in my apartment, like, in the area I live in, are pretty crazy because they were actually out in the storms with, like, 80 90 mile an hour winds lightning everywhere tree branches falling down and they were still setting off fireworks like i don't know who would do that but um i hope they enjoyed themselves and did not get struck by lightning um that no no it's just weird but (laughs) i know this is a, a pretty short episode than what i'm used to doing but it's gonna take a little bit for me to get back in the swing of things um I've been working real hard in therapy and I just oh it eats at you but hopefully very soon I'll get back into things um I'm still trying to figure out how to do video podcasts I want to kind of do both um and hopefully have one that is for the foundation that's more um like instructional and about you know warning signs and statistics and things like that for the foundation and then my 
personal story and journey would be over here, but I will upload all of them to the same platform and under the Unbroken, at least the audio. But once I figure that out, I'm just, I'm not computer savvy and I don't really like technology. Like if I didn't have the problems with my eyes that I do, I would be perfectly happy not having a smartphone. I just, I need it to be able to watch some Netflix and things like that. Um, I have optic neuritis from the multiple sclerosis. So my eyes get swollen sometimes and it kind of switches my visions or vision around and my glasses don't always work. It's, it's a hot mess. But one of the wonderful things I get to deal with. Um, but I'm going to let... Uh, I'm just going to leave it there for right now. Um, I know this was kind of quick. I feel like it's been a little rushed, but um, I don't do well in summer. Um, multiple sclerosis is exacerbated by heat, and it is hot here, and my husband is not willing to move to Antarctica. He's a jerk. But um, I hope everyone is doing well, and I will definitely try to start putting out some episodes more often. Also, in the next few days, I am going to be posting a blog on the After the Last Sale Foundation's website, which I will put in the description. It's just after the last sale, after the last sale foundation.com. Um, so sometimes it'll be a little redundant from what I record, but... Um, I really want to get the word out there, and um, the more we talk about it, the more we look at it, and the more aware we are of trafficking, the less hidden it will be. And even in The Sound of Freedom, there's one scene, and I think they were exchanging money, and it was done right out in public, and it was like a split second. And I said to my husband while we were driving home about that scene, I'm like, it is that quick. Like, and sometimes that's not an envelope. That's a child or a woman or a man being sold. It's that quick. And it's that out in public. And people just don't get it or don't want to. I don't know. But we got to start talking about it. And we have to start sharing the stories of survivors um, the ones that are willing to talk, um, real quick, I watched the Hunger Games and there was in the second movie after, um, Katniss and PETA won the Hunger Games, they went on to the victory tour and I just, it was so bizarre. I've seen the movies like a lot. And this is the first time it hit was like these kids went through such a traumatic thing during the games and then they had to go and celebrate that trauma and they had to be put on display and talk about their trauma. And I just I felt that pretty deeply and it was like. We can't force survivors to come forward. We can't force them to talk because it's, I mean, how can we? 
it's something that is such an intimate thing and so personal. We got to let them talk when they want to talk, tell the details that they want to, as I've always said. But I don't know, just watching that and connecting it in that way was just something new for me. So um, think about that when you're on TikTok, you're on Twitter, and you, or Facebook, or wherever, and you hear a survivor sharing their story, try to understand that this is something they lived, that they are real people, and that they are using everything to share that story and be patient. I remember when I had my TikTok, I would get so many inappropriate questions. It would drive me bonkers. And I think that's what I share so much for is to get people to start to see trafficking victims as human beings. But if anyone has seen the Hunger Game movies, think about that. Think about Katniss and Peeta having to go to the districts of people they were forced to kill to win the Hunger Games and celebrate that they won. I mean, it's it's just devastating. But I'm going to leave it there um, this time for real. And I hope everyone has a wonderful night. And thank you, as always, for your continued love and support. And I'm so sorry that I've been neglecting my podcast, but I'm going to try very hard to keep at it because every time I do sit down and pull out my mic, I just, I realize how much I miss it, but I've been really exhausted, emotionally spent and going through a lot. So it gets hard to get out of bed and get in here to my beautifully new decorated office with the new desk and chair that my husband bought um as a mother's day present but i hope y'all have a good night and i will talk with y'all soon